0: To another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and it's uh, great to have you all here. Uh, I got a very, very special show lined up for you, bringing back my very special guest host, Heather Dobson. Heather, how are you?
1: <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. I can't believe you keep letting me come back.
0: Uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got to stop drinking, I guess. I don't know. I, don't. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love chatting with you, and um, I want to jump right into this because we got yeah. a just, I'm so super stoked about this episode, uh, and I'm kind of getting giddy. So I'm gonna shut up now, and I'm yeah. gonna let you take over from here. Go ahead.
1: So when we talked about me coming on and, and doing a few uh, guest hosting spots, I said, "Hey, you know, I know some pretty cool people, and and some really fantastic stories that need to be shared, and I really want to shine a spotlight on." And so today, I'm I'm so excited because we have uh, a friend of mine. He's he's a friend. To me, I'm I'm friends with his family, and I've really admired all the stuff that that he's done throughout his career, but particularly what he's doing right now. So today we have Craig Sawman Sawyer, and I just want to say just a few things, just a few of his accomplishments. He was a Marine, and then he was a Navy SEAL, um, SEAL Team 6, he's done... uh, all different kinds of, of things that, that tie into that. Um, then you've got uh, History Channel, uh, Deadliest Mission, Sniper Deadliest Missions. You've got, he was an expert on Top Shot. He had a show on Animal Planet called Battleground Rhino Wars, where they were doing some anti poaching stuff. Um, and my little tidbit I always like to tell people is you know, he was on the cover of Soldier of Fortune magazine. Like, I mean, That's like my little bragging rights of like, (laughs) I know that dude. (laughs) But what Craig is doing now is something that is vitally important and is a conversation that is not happening enough. And he founded Veterans for Child Rescue, which is a nonprofit organization to help raise awareness of the domestic minor sex trafficking. And so, so we really, Craig, we're so excited to have you here. And I just want to dive right into this.
2: Yeah, man. Well, thank you, uh, Heather and Adam, for having me on. It's a privilege.
1: So, Craig, let's just let's just jump right in here. Um, So you've you've done a whole bunch of different things um, in your lifetime. What when and what was the 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 impetus to starting Veterans for Child Rescue? How did you get started?
2: Well, I learned from a friend of mine in the CIA that uh, the area that we had grown up in just north of Houston, Texas, had become the epicenter for child trafficking in the United States. And he was letting me know how dark and abusive it actually is. And then I started talking to investigators that were part of raids and recoveries, and they were explaining to me how utterly diabolical this trade is and all the different layers to it. There, It's a 38 to $50 billion a year criminal enterprise, so it's absolutely enormous as far as the revenue it generates, it's being used for political leverage and blackmail. And it's, it's the center point for a lot of perversion. People wanna take out their their different uh, sexual perversions on the children. And then lastly, at the core of it, the, the darkest rancid center of it is a clash between good and evil. And there, for some, it is an ancient cult that uh, they believe that they're supposed to do the unthinkable to God's most precious and innocent children. So those people are the most sick. And some of those people are very wealthy, uh, disturbingly enough. So the children lose on all fronts. And when I learned about that, I realized, okay, I'm not a federal agent anymore, not a Navy SEAL anymore. What can I do as a father, a veteran and a citizen? And I realized from my time in film and television, Specifically back to rhino wars and the concept of showing a problem to the to the masses to the public In order to to rally greater support for solutions for that problem I decided that a a powerful documentary was going to be the best First solution that I was going to offer and I decided to dedicate my life to making that happen and due to a lot of hostility from big tech social media platforms and so forth, we were not able to crowdfund like you would crowdfund for um, you know some sort of other project. They were blocking us. So I was forced to found a nonprofit organization, Veterans for Child Rescue, just in order to rally the money needed to film the documentary to alert the populace to this threat so that we could change our culture to one of a protective environment for children rather than the status quo that has become so abusive of the innocent and helpless. And so that's what I did. I founded Vets for Child Rescue and we started uh, collecting donations and we spent three years filming our documentary Controland, and that it aired uh, to 90 million households in the U S and Canada on July 25th of this year through Daystar network. And we've got it up now, 24, seven, at no charge for all to see as a good faith public service alert on contralandmovie.com.
1: Yeah, I that's uh, thanks for sharing the website. That's what I definitely was going to do that contralandmovie.com is the website for the documentary and then the website for the nonprofit is vets4, the number 4, childrescue.org. And you know, I want to address something that you you said early on that you had taken to social media in an attempt to start to to crowdfund this. And um, some of Adam's listeners know that, that that's my background. I work in marketing, I work in social media specifically. And I've watched this happen to Craig more than once where his entire presence on social media is obliterated, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. And it's it's infuriating. It's also fascinating because there are people out there who think that these kinds of things are not happening, like that there's not some type of suppression or censorship or something across these platforms. But I have seen it happen to a number of people, but Craig specifically. Craig, I've lost count of how many times you've had to start your Instagram account over. And Craig is a personality <clears throat> excuse me and he has had you know literally hundreds of thousands of followers disappear overnight and so he had to come up with a different way than to rely on social media
2: yeah it's ugly what what happens and that's the sign of our times look we those of us that have spent any time in the intelligence community understand and 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 can readily observe the fact that there is a major power struggle over control of the United States right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those sides has basically bought up all the microphones. Big Hollywood, the pop music culture, uh, academia, and and uh, most of Washington D.C. And so the only thing we're getting broadcast and 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 programmed with is this globalist Marxist agenda that America is evil and that we need to give up our freedoms and liberties and vote for uh, something that we fought worse to avoid until now. And so with all this control, they can't have someone like me exposing uh, the thread that ties their rancid sweater together. I don't care if it's big Hollywood with, with Epstein or, um, or Harvey Weinstein, and, and all the Nexium uh, cult members and all that darkness or um, Jeffrey Epstein and all his uh, catering to the elite or Ghislaine Maxwell and her assistants and probably her, her dominance in that, that realm. They can't have me exposing that because that thread ties together Hollywood, Washington, D.C., the global elite, the, the, the international bankers. Uh, the Mexican drug cartel it that thread ties all of the major corruption together so I'm pulling on that thread for all I'm worth and that's why I chose the documentary first so Vets for Child Rescue's mission is to number one expose and number two eradicate child trafficking in the United States And I think exposure is key because no matter how many raids I conduct or how many operations I conduct or arrests that we make or recoveries that we make, it won't move the needle on the large scale of what's going on relative to igniting and recruiting 320, 330 million Americans alerting the populace to the nature of the threat so that everybody can start hounding their elected officials for stronger legislation, stronger protection for the children, stronger penalties for the predators. That's what we need. Stronger programs to alert our children and educate them on empowerment so that ultimately we create a non-permissive environment for this type of evil in our country. Because right now it's going on right under our nose. Child sex trafficking in the United States is a domestic covert operation. It's on a mass scale and it's happening right under our nose. And so we need to rip the lid off of it so that we can fry it with the, 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 the light of day, you know, and, uh, and exposure so that we can begin prosecuting these criminals, getting the children out of this trade and healing this and driving this evil from our nation.
1: Yeah, and it's really um, interesting to to think like just as a normal, rational thinking human being. Well, most of the time, Adam. You know, <laughs> um, normal might be a stretch, but but thinking about this from from the standpoint of just being a human being, the the fact that you're having to overcome obstacles just for the exposure component. That, that this is happening is mind blowing. It's infuriating, infuriating. <laughs> yeah. You took the word right out of my mouth, yeah. Adam. Um, and I, as you've been talking Craig, I've been watching Adam and he's like, he, he's shaking his and, head and it, nodding his head.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was a single parent for 15 years and, and I have a son and, and I, I see stuff like this and I, you know, I spend a lot of time, Heather, as you know, between the DC Metro area and, and Arizona and, and, I, I try to pay very close attention to a lot of stories similar to this with the trafficking and stuff like that. And I question why is it not getting the exposure that it rightfully deserves? And why are we not why is the American public not being told about it uh, uh, more often? And, and I, th- there, so two things that I've come up with was one, people just either don't want to hear about it or they, they feel and I say they, as in the higher ups, feel like well, society doesn't want to hear that type of stuff. When in actuality, too, that that's actually as, as Craig said earlier, we need to be educated on what's going on right underneath our noses. More importantly, I think you have the Weinstein, the Epstein's and all the sick bastards that are going sorry, go that are that are that are going through all this. I I, I I want to see them publicly, you know, tried, go to prison or 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 what have you. Because I, I don't think that there is any room in this world for people like that? Period.
1: Yeah. So, Craig, what is it um, that that really continues to to drive you? Because this is this is the ultimate uphill battle. What is it in you that has said, "This is I'm going to to stick with this, and, and nobody's going to step on my neck."
2: I think that learning and discovering. And seeing and experiencing firsthand that this is literally a fight between good and evil. This is the front line. There is no greater conflict on this planet than the struggle between good and evil right now. And it's manifesting at its very core around the children. It's the fight over destroying the children or saving the children because there's nothing more precious and sacred than that. So learning that this attack was happening in my homeland, I realized personally, why is it that I've deployed to 60 countries now around the world? Why am I leaving my family behind and and deploying around the world and living in war zones, trying to stop hostile enemies from coming here and destroying our peace and our security when they're already here? I've got no business leaving the United States ever again. If I want to defend the United States, there's way too much to do here for me to ever go anywhere else again. So that's part of it. And just again, you know, looking at it and realizing that this is evil attacking our country. It's active and I can do something. And I just feel like I must do something. When I learn how devastating the abuse is to the children, even the ones that don't kill themselves, a lot of them do because they can't get past the pain of it the psychological trauma, the emotional damage that this does, because their little brains can't understand why somebody would do this to them, keep them in dog kennels, take them out only to rape them and to beat them and torture them and put them back in these kinds of things. Children should never be subjected to, and they don't understand it. And it's mind shattering. So that broke my heart. When I started learning the details of some of these cases, I, I literally was heartbroken. And I think that that pain turns to anger and, and it's good rocket fuel for a warrior like me every day to get up and fight and put myself in in the mind of those children. Imagine it's you locked in a closet somewhere and abused and you're only taken out to be fed scraps and, and raped and put back in or in a dog kennel or the all the other abusive situations that millions of children are in right now if it was you there wouldn't you hope and pray somebody is coming wouldn't you say man I hope somebody's coming for me yeah you know this can't continue forever so for me that's my catalyst that's my driver and I can't look away you know when Edmund Burke said evil prevails when good men do nothing and I say, well, look, we know that evil prevails when good men do nothing. So no longer can we turn away. How can we call ourselves a good man or woman if we know that evil is going to prevail when we turn away? So now's the time when we must face it. Children are enduring it. So at least we can pay attention and do a little something because together we can all create a major tidal wave of correction by acting in concert and each pitching in a little effort of one type or another. And that's why we've loaded up our website vetsforchildrescue.org with so much information to show people, to guide them on how to write their elected officials, how to help fund our organization's mission, how to educate themselves on how their children to be stalked through their apps, which apps are most harmful, how to educate and safeguard their own children and these kinds of things. So we're fighting on all fronts. So expose and eradicate child trafficking is happening in many ways, including billboards up all across the country. We've got Team Mike Harmon Racing that proudly flies our logo and website on his NASCAR and uh, just on and on. We've got volunteers handing out flyers and social media and on and on and on. We're just trying to get clever and creative to reach everybody for the ultimate goal of simply stopping people from raping and harming children.
1: Yeah. It seems just a a fundamental idea. Let's, let's stop the the rape of children. And you mentioned you've, you've got some really great things that have happened so far, but I know that it's, it's not enough yet. The story is not out there enough. It's not big enough. People aren't convinced yet on, on just the, the foundational level I think that people in general have this mindset of that's not going to happen to me or it's not going to happen to my kid or or that's just kind of the bubble that a lot of people live in and Craig is here to tell you I'm here to tell you Adam's here to tell you that that's complete bullshit like it could be anyone anytime your kid anybody else's kid and so um the, one of the, the best places, if you have questions about this, or if you have doubts about this, go to Craig's website, vetsforchildrescue.org and check out all of the ways that you can learn about what's happening, how you can contact the officials in your town, in your state. This is, this is not going to be resolved without cooperation from the government at all levels. Um, If you're concerned about this and maybe you haven't had an opportunity to ask or you're embarrassed to ask about, well, how do I protect my kids in this way? Go and look at all the tools that vetsforchildrescue.org offers on how you monitor and how you can prevent your child from becoming a victim of, of sex trafficking. Also learning how to pay attention when you're out in, in public more and more as, as, uh, you know, all the things COVID are kind of, you know, things are opening back up and people are are back out in public, like pay attention. Like you should be paying attention to what's going on around you anyway. But in the case of, of kids and sex trafficking, there are often signs and Craig, there's been many stories of people your average everyday person f- having that feeling and it's all those those little signals that the person's brain is getting that there's something going on here and there's there's uh, cases of uh airline uh, flight attendants being able to identify this and and saving the kid like there's there's all kinds of stuff out there um craig from the from the standpoint of the movie contralandmovie.com i know it took it took three years to get this produced, right? Yes, ma'am. Which is, is crazy to, to, ha- to have to raise the funds. This was you and, and your boots on the ground out there raising the money, producing it, sharing it, all of that. Can you take a couple of minutes and just walk us through how you filmed that movie, what's included in that movie and what a viewer can expect?
2: Yeah, well, there was a a world of backstabbing and undermining that uh, was perpetrated against us as we tried to film that and bring that information to the American populace in good faith. And I think it's personally, it's only a miracle that we were able to ultimately get that thing uh, to the American people. And it's I could write an entire book just about the subversion that was brought against it behind the scenes. By some very, very ugly and hostile people, but ultimately we got it out there. So the way that we filmed it was, was very organically I started reaching out to different, um, contacts that I knew from the intelligence community, federal law enforcement community, and reaching out to, um, lawn, lawn, local law enforcement across the country and saying, Hey, look, man, we want to show the American people what's really happening with the children. And what is it that, uh, that they most need to know? And we learned that the door was open for us to run sting operations. So what you're going to see is us running sting operations with up to nine agencies at a time, both federal and local. And seeing how many predators of all different types, every walk of life, come to have sex with an underage child, usually a 12 or 13-year-old girl and it's stomach turning but it's important to understand how pervasive it is so we show the nature of those operations we show the how porous the border was of course the fence is going up now thank god and it's already changing the game down there but you'll see some of our recon operations in the mountains and some of what's going on with the uh, the cartel down there moving uh human trafficking in and out well mostly into the united states but uh You'll see international operations. We go with SWAT Ministries International, one of our partner organizations at the three Southeast Asian countries and uh, and go inside of the bars and brothels, identifying underage girls that are uh, trapped in the sex trade industry against their will, who don't want to be there and conducting soft rescues to get them out and then recover those surviving victims and empower them. And you'll have experts from inside the FBI, CIA, uh, and and, uh, sexual experts like uh, Dr. Judith Reisman exposing uh, the diabolical Alfred Kinsey, who uh, the misguided American academic system now still celebrates as the father of the sexual revolution, but he was actually a very sick sadomasochistic pedophile whose own genitals were mutilated according to what he preferred sexually, and he falsified his studies uh, where he had colleagues of his rape children and he wrote down any manner of of kicking, flinching, screaming, passing out, crying, uh, all as orgasm, because that's what he wanted it to be. So Dr. Judith Reisman very expertly walks through her lifetime of study. Exposing him and kind of where the genesis of this massive cascading Devastation of child trafficking and pedophilia came from in, in the United States and So that we can we can turn that back and replace it by healthy science. So uh, You'll see our daughter's story uh, Our daughter was uh, attacked and she decided to fight back and and as a very beautiful recovery uh, story demonstrated there and um, so, all of this is included in Contra Land and a little bit more. So, we just try to include as much as we can so that the American populace leaves with a very empowered understanding of the truth that we need to know in order to create a safer
1: future for our children. Yeah, I, I highly encourage everybody out there who's listening to watch the movie. It's free. Contralandmovie.com is the movie, and share it. Um, that's uh, for child rescue, of course, is across social media, uh, on all the channels. But that doesn't mean that their message is getting spread as equally as all the quizzes about what kind of potato you are and uh, bacon and all that kind of stuff, uh, because things of this nature are generally suppressed. So don't just share it out on social, but also have the conversation with your family, have the conversation with your neighbors, share it. And Craig, we're we're, we're winding down on time, but there's something. Really important that I that I want to ask you: Do you feel like police departments are equipped and trained to identify either sexual predators or child trafficking? And if not, how does that get resolved?
2: My answer is no. That they're, they're, they are not properly trained and equipped or supported to do so, and many of them would like to be. And those that have been exposed to it definitely want to be. And I'm not a big proponent of federal solutions for local problems, but I think this one case does warrant a federal solution. There needs to be a top-down mandate that you you shall uh, investigate and prosecute more of these child sex crimes, because I think that's where we the the people can really demand our elected officials get on this, get hot on this, provide us stronger legislation, stronger protection for children, stronger prosecutions against the predators, uh, Mr. Elected official, or we'll replace you with someone who will. And we need to get adamant and active and very assertive in doing that. So yes, the law law enforcement officers, I know they want to do more, but they admit it takes training, to prepare them to understand how to process the children. They know how to process dope. They've done that game for years. Mm-hmm. Pull over a big truck, there's dope full of it. They understand what to do. But if there's children in there, like, hmm, maybe we'll just send the children back across the border or send them back to CPS or something. And that's not the optimal answer. They, they deserve to be prepared and trained on this like they are on everything else. And, and I think that funding and political backing has to happen from the top down so that nationally we have a unified effort against this. And uh, I think once the funding is, is allocated and the training is standardized and it's, it's universal, it gets pushed down to all the law enforcement agencies, I think that'll be a very, very good day for the United States.
1: I agree with you, and I just want to point out, if you are currently working in law enforcement or are connected to the law enforcement community and you're interested in in learning more about this, on the vetsforchildrescue.org website, there is an official request form for LEOs to go complete uh, and get additional guidance and and help, some training, uh, some additional information for your department. And, and I think that, that we need to attack this from, from all angles. And I know that in every police department out there, regardless of the size, there's at least one person, I hope many more, but there's at least one person who cares and understands that this is actually truly an issue that needs to be addressed. And so I want to make sure that that people know that the website is t- complete completely filled with with tons of information. But if you're an LEO and you want to specifically reach out and get some uh, training and understand more about this, go fill out that form.
0: I want to say that, that I want to encourage everybody to go to the website and, and share the website with everybody that you know. Blast this on social media, email it to all your family and friends. Everybody in your network, because if you think that stuff like this is not going on right now, you're ignorant. You need to wake up. More and more of these stories are slowly, and I emphasize slowly, starting to come out. But it's the fact that this man has has dedicated his life to save children. To to us at at Heroes Media Group, we classify that as a hero, and and that doesn't we don't say that very lightly either. Thank you, Craig, for what you do, because I I, I think that. The, again, the pedophiles and the people and, and the politics BS that that all is tied together with this. People need to wake up and start realizing there's a reason why Epstein was 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 arrested. Weinstein was arrested. You're gonna see a lot. I think hopefully fingers crossed, you're going to start seeing a lot of people getting prosecuted and stuff, and you're going to start seeing some big names getting tied in with all this this stuff that's going on. The stuff that's going on right now is horrific, and it needs to stop, and it needs to stop right now. But in order for it to stop, we need your help. Share this with everybody.
1: Absolutely. Not only share it, but also donate. Craig, how is Vets for Child Rescue funded, and how can people donate or um, raise more funds for the for the uh, for the organization
2: Yeah well they can raise more funds by holding different types of fundraisers and we've got some recommendations they can learn about on our website and the, there's a secure function donate button I think now on every page to make it easy to find uh, for supporters who, who come to the website and they if they want to send a paper check, uh, they can send that to a physical address that's posted on the website as well. And there's a, there's a day, de- there's a donate page that's dedicated specifically to all that information that that's easy to find. So we're a 501 C three nonprofit organization. And so the only things that we can do are the things that we can afford to do with the donations that uh, the average American citizen sends in that cares to share with us. And we, we've got uh 22 child predator arrests and warrants with a 100% conviction rate, and uh, 23 if you count our daughter's uh, rapist who's, who went away for uh, 68 years, thank God. And uh, man, we're just getting started. So we appreciate that that support, man, because that's that's how this gets done.
1: Yeah, so follow Adam's advice and, um, and share. Uh, share out on social. And share out on social and sorry, that's my timer. Time's up, done. <laughs> Don't forget to share out on social. Please, every single penny adds up to this organization. This is a volunteer run organization. They have the seal of transparency from GuideStar. They have all of their financials on their website. They are transparent in every single thing they do, and the fight can only continue if they have the funding to do so. I know that Craig Sawyer is never going to give up and will always find the the funding and will always find the way, but this is a true crisis. If you want to talk about a pandemic and a crisis, that's what, what this is. And I, I want to, this is why it was so important to, to, to share the story out um, to the decision, our audience, and to, to just get much more visibility for the work that Craig and his team is doing.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and I wanna, I'm going to put this out there right now that, uh, you know, we'll have all these links posted on the Decision Hour page, social media platforms, but as well as the Heroes Media Group uh, platform as well. And Craig, with your blessing, I'll reach out to you, you know, uh, afterwards offline, but would like to get uh, you guys on uh, Heroes Media Group website as a sponsor. Uh, and we'd like to... You know, put you guys on our website as one of the organizations that we support because this is something that uh, that I definitely hold uh, very close to and and want to see change in this in this realm.
2: Well, thank you, Adam. That's very kind of you, and we appreciate it on behalf of everybody from Veterans for Child Rescue. We we think uh, thank you, sir, and and uh, you too, Heather. We appreciate you considering me to to bring on, and uh, it's you guys are having a part in this too by helping get past the gatekeepers, get the the truth out to the American populace. You know, if you love people, you want them empowered and knowledge is power. So we, we mean for the American people to understand the nature of the threat against us all. So we're in this fight together. So we
0: appreciate you guys. Amen.
1: I love that. We're in this fight together. Unfortunately we have to wrap it up for today.
0: That's all the time that we have today, folks. Um, Make sure you check out the websites, That's for the number four, childrescue.org. And uh, Heather, what was the name of the, the second Contra one? Contraland.com. Yes. So make sure you check that out. Also, before you let you go, you'll be able to find this stuff up on the Heroes Media Group website. Check out all the other shows and uh, stuff that they got going on over there. If you'd like to become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to... The Decision Hour.